Hello, folks. Once again, we are live. This is the show called Forsaking My Father's Religion. I'm your host, Muhammad Faridi. And uh, believe it or not, I do have another Muhammad that is going to share his testimony today with us. Muhammad is from India, South India. He has a phenomenal testimony. He's a Sunni Muslim. And um, he was, praise God, he was a Sunni Muslim. I was a Shia Muslim. Uh, many times, Muhammad, the people tell me that uh, only Shias convert to Christianity. Sunnis always stay true to the faith of to the to the true faith, Islam. And um, I say no. I have interviewed many of them, and today I have the privilege to interview you, Muhammad. How are you, brother? And uh, uh, introduce yeah. yourself to the audience and tell us what is your story. Yeah. Thank you so much, uh, Muhammad Faridi, for inviting me for this platform. Uh, I have seen your uh, YouTube uh, testimonies, and I really love all the testimonies. Um, uh, good, good men, praise the Lord to everyone. And uh, I am Muhammad Ajash. I'm from India. Right now, uh, it's my pleasure to join here and to share my testimony. I hope it will be benefited for everyone. Uh, yes. Of course it will. Muhammad, um, um, yeah. they, they say that... Um, Mm -hmm. Many, many places when I travel, many places I'm when I'm in the West in America, they say when I when they ask me, where are you from? I say I'm, I'm Persian, I'm Iranian or um, uh, mm -hmm. when when they don't, uh, I ask them, what do you think? When they ask me, where are you from? I ask them, uh, where do you think I come from? They say the first place they say I'm, I look like Indians. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like but, um, <laughs> but I am. Um, Persian, but I look like Indian, so I can uh, blend in. When I went to India, uh, believe it yeah. or not, when I came down the stairs from in in, in the airport in Delhi, okay. the police officer, the immigration officer, actually uh, uh, guided me to the uh, national, the passport holders. So they sent me to that, uh, you know, the um, Indian citizens. Yeah. So okay. I can really blend in. But um, it is your day. It's your story, brother. Tell us. Um, um, you, you, I, I introduced you as a Sunni Muslim. Tell us how how was it to be a Sunni Muslim? Yeah. Um, um, just to start about my background life, I came from a Sunni background from South India. Uh, we are the group of people. Uh, we speak Urdu as a language, as a mother tongue. And uh, we believe that we came from uh, Tuluks. Tuluks is what we call Turks, actually. The background um, ancestors I'm talking about. Uh, when I was five years old, my uh, father passed away. And when I, after father passed away, my me and my mother and my sister uh, went into my grandfather's home, which is my father's father's home. And we started living a joint life with them. Um, because I was five years old, I was not much concerned about my death of the father. I had not much interaction with them. But when days uh, started approaching me, I understood the heaviness that in my room, there is one person is missing uh, because we were in a joint family and my father had a, a, a multiple siblings with them. So different room I go, I see father, mother, kids, father, mother, kids. But in my room, I always see my, my mother is always crying and my sister is crying and uh, there's no father. So this uh, was a empty. This, this is how my life started being a Muslim. And uh, the good part for my life is my grandparents, they took care of me. My uncles, they took care of me. And I followed whatever they did. They started going to namas. They started going to mosque every day. I've seen all my uncles, all my uh, relatives. They used to pray five times. Um, they're very iman people. They try to follow what Islam said. So I started following as a Muslim guy. As a, I started going to the madrasa we call to learn Arab Arabic uh, teachings, uh, because you have to be a, you have to learn Arab Arabic language to read and uh, recite Quran usually. So I started going to the mosque and started learning how to read and write Arabic. And that's how my life started. And uh, because I know that death is, death will, no matter what, it will come to your life. I understood that God is always existing and God is the answer for everyone. So uh, being a Muslim guy, I used to go to namaz and I they taught me how to read Arabic how to recite Arabic, then I become more, more like an activist in our Jamaat. So in our Jamaat, we used to, uh, they used to give me a job. The job is every day morning after the, the Fajr namaz is done, 
I have to go to all the Muslims in our street, in our makan, whoever, all the men, whoever not come to our mosque, I have to go and, and knock the door and say, why you have not come today? Uh, Allah, Allah told to pray five times, why you have skipped the first day? So this is what I was doing from the age of, I'll say from uh, eight years old till the age of uh, 16, I was only doing this kind of a work, being very active in Jamaat. And the main fundamental thing, uh, the one thing I liked about Islam is, and uh, because we all live so close together, and we are always close, so all my friends in our makan, in our street, uh, we used to go to different different jamaat and stay in different different mosques, and we lived there. I mean, we stay there for three days actually, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we be there, and we try to bring all the Muslims from different streets in that region. Mm -hmm. And uh, we teach about Islam, we learn about Islam and about Muhammad Prophet, all this thing. This is how my life started. And I was, I was trying to be more arrogant in my faith because I know my faith is a true faith and that's the Abrahamic faith. And I thought that is the only way I can reach Allah. So that was my only goal in my life. And this is how I, I started living as a Muslim guy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So the days goes, uh, I had doubts with my Maulana, actually the Hajrat who taught me Arabic. I asked him, what should I do more than what I'm doing right now? Because for me, it was always more of a question. What should I do more and more to please Allah, to please uh, uh, Prophet Muhammad? And uh, he said one thing that uh, because in Islam, there is nothing like you like it or you don't like, you have to follow the rules. If, if I, it's not like because you're over gratitude, you go to namaz. No, you like it or no, don't, don't like. You have to do namaz. You have to do all the five pillars of Islam. You have to just follow. There is no, um, nothing like your choice. He said, whatever you're doing is right. There's nothing uh, more to do. What you're doing is right. What you're doing is perfect. Then he said to me, there is a, uh, usually what happened, I stayed in a small village. I mean, it's, it's not, a, it's a small town. And uh, we used to go to a big city where, Every two weeks once, uh, we used to have a meeting there. Like uh, you have uh, all the activists from different jamaats, they come and be there. A big Maulana who knows more about Islam, he comes and teaches us about Islam. Two weeks once, he used to do that. I used to, st I started going to that meeting. And in that meeting that Maulana said, um, one of the story from Hadith, he said that when Prophet Muhammad went to heaven, Allah told him to pray 50 times a day. But he, when he was on the way from the heaven, and Prophet Moses told him, no, you can't pray 50 times a day. You have to pray five times a day. Mm -hmm. And this story was, um, this strike me a lot. I came and asked my Hajrat, is it true that uh, Allah told us to pray 50 times and uh, Muhammad changed this to, Prophet Moses changed this to uh, five times? I asked him. Uh, he said, yes, that's true. Then I had a, um, I mean, I, th I thought, why, sh why should I not follow Allah? Because Allah is the creator. Who is Prophet Moses to intervene, Prophet Muhammad, and give this comment? So what I thought, I will do at least uh, 30 times namaz per day. So I just challenged myself for three days. I planned to do 30 times, 30 times, 30 times, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. At three days, I tried. After three days of doing all this exhaustive namaz, I hardly slept. I think I uh, had... Almost, I think, four hours per day I slept because I was so aggressive to do my my, my faith uh, thing. And um, after doing this, uh, the main, what happened is the fourth day, I started having spiritual warfare in my life. I don't know how, how to say this, but I will say that the, neri, the very next fourth day, I started having the depression and I started listening to a lot of voices which says you have to commit suicide. I don't know how to explain this because I gave my life totally to the, the God of Quran. I want to really surrender my life. The moment I surrender completely from my, my complete effort, my life was not good after that. I started having depressions and people thought because I was praying too much, it, it, it led me to this. Uh, I, I told me Hajrat, Hajrat that I am suffering and Hajrat used to come every day, Friday namaz, after the, the Jumma namaz, he used to come and tell me that. He used to bring a glass of water and he spit three times and say, And you asked me to drink it actually. I drank it. it. It went for a few months, but nothing, no change in my life. There's no change. And I feel, I started feeling more emptiness in my heart. The more, the more I'm trying to be closer to my faith, the more, the more become I, I become drier. 
and I don't know what to do. I become like an empty. And uh, I thought, let me commit suicide because the, the voice was so strong to push me to commit suicide. So I thought, let me commit suicide. And, uh, and on fine day, 2005, uh, January 2nd, Sunday morning, I left my home. I took my cycle. I went out of my city. I went um, very far from my city. I sat under a tree. I started crying that why should I commit suicide and why I can't live? Why there is not even one single hope in me? Why should I be like this? Why my life is so depressed? My father passed away. My mother is so poor. My sister is crying. My life is not good. Other guys are enjoying. I'm seeing my, my relatives, my, my cousins, my siblings, but not siblings, my relatives. I, I can see everyone, but I don't see that happiness within me to live. But, but I'm trying to sacrifice myself for the Islam. So what happened is I was sitting under a tree and I started crying and I was pouring out all my uh, problem to the Allah. I said, I'm going to commit suicide because for three, four months, this voice is keep torturing me to commit suicide. I was sitting under a tree and uh, in that tree, there was a verse. It was painted in aluminum plate. And uh, in, in, usually in India, you can find what happened is in trees, they used to put, they used to uh, hammer with the nails, some, some posters actually in aluminum sheet. So I was just checking that tree and uh, it was an apple shaped aluminum plate. It was painted with a kind of an kind of a blue color. And I saw a verse someone has written on it, like your sorrows will turn into joy. It was in my own language, Ungal Dukkam Sandosha Mahamaru in Tamil. It's your sorrows will turn to joy. When I saw that verse, I do not know whether it's a Bible verse or any kind of a religious words. I thought just a positive words. The moment I saw that verse, uh, I, I can I can hear someone is talking with inside me first time, not externally because the voice used to tell me externally. I can even I, I I'm very confidently I know that I need to commit suicide because the voice was so prescient from outside. But this voice, the moment I read your saw your sorrows will turn to joy, it started. It, it told me that you have to go home. I want to talk to you. It was trying to push me from that place. And I was, I was like, okay, um, I felt like positive. I felt like to go home. I, I, I'm thinking because I saw a good positive verse. So I thought it is trying to do something inside me. So I just left to home. I told my mother about all the things, what happened about my plan to commit suicide. My mother was worried. My grandparents were crying. My my friends who were from the mosque, they all came. My Hajjad came and scolded, scolded me. He said, it is not Islam. What you're doing is not right. Don't don't commit suicide. You have to live like that. I told him, I told you for three, four months to help me. But you couldn't help me. I, I'm doing what best I can do. I used to have always tasbih, we call right, the rosary beads in Islam. So I used to do subhanallah, subhanallah, thousand times I tried to do that. And then do ya kullu, ya kullu, ya Allah, ya Allah. I just do it because that is the way you can do your spirituality in Islam. So I told him I did everything, but no one can help me. What should I do? That's why I went to commit suicide. And, uh, and I was so exhausted. I, 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 did, I did my evening namaz, my uh, asar namaz, then maghrib, six o'clock, and then eight o'clock isha namaz. After my namaz is done, I went to sleep. The moment I closed my eyes and slept, I was 100% conscious that I'm sleeping. I know that if someone wakes me up, I'll get up. At the same time, I was 100% conscious. I can see my body. I don't know how to explain this. Is it a dream or a vision? But I can feel that someone is standing next to me. I'm, started, I'm, start, I'm asking the question, who is this person? The moment this question is raised by, in, from my mind, the same voice which said, you go home, I want to talk to you. It said, this is Lord Jesus Christ. The moment I heard and I understood this is Lord Jesus Christ, I started vomiting all my sins from my childhood. As a Sunni Muslim, I mean, as a Muslim, I will say, there is no, no confession of sin we have in Islam. There is no sources of sin. What Islam says is Allah created everyone equal, good and good. That's it. If we follow what Prophet Muhammad said and follow uh, Iman, uh, we have the Iman and do is for practice Islam, you come to heaven. And there is nothing like uh, there is a source of sin. So I need to bring, give you a salvation gift. There's nothing like that in Islam. But the problem is the moment I understood this is Lord Jesus Christ, I felt very uncomfortable in my spirit. And the first thing came out was all the hidden life I had in my life, all the secrets, 
all the unusual things, all the evil things from my childhood and everything, I started vomiting. It's kind of a vomiting. I was just confessing all my sins. And um, I morning I woke up, I went to my namaz and I went to my school and we used to pray at the playground. We, we used to have our lunch. Uh, after lunch, we used to pray in the playground. All the Muslim guys used to come and we used to pray because it's a Christian school. It's a government school. You have some 3,000 kind of uh, students and we have 500 Muslim guys. We used to pray to show our faith in the basketball ground every afternoon. After prayer, and uh, then I'm realizing that till yesterday, I thought of committing suicide. And uh, I went to commit suicide. Then I came back home. Then I realized that I saw Jesus in my dream. I totally forgot all my dreams and everything. I, I was just, I have no clue actually that I, I saw Jesus. I forgot the whole dream or the encounter, what I had with him. The moment I realized that, okay, I, I saw him and I, I confessed my sin. I was not happy with, with my dream because as a Muslim, on those periods, I hate Jesus a lot. I used to criticize all the Muslim pastors, uh, the, the, the children who were studying in my school, uh, the, the pastor's children or Christian guys. I used to criticize them. I used to talk ill about Jesus, uh, talk ill about Prophet, I mean, Prophet, I mean, I'll say Jesus, about Mary, about the Trinity. I have no clue about what is Christianity, first of all, but I tried to criticize them like anything because I had the spirit of Antichrist within me. So I, was, I hate Christians, actually. I hate Jesus. I was not, not comfortable that I had a dream and I saw Jesus. And I was wondering why, why it's supposed to be Jesus? Why it is not supposed to be Prophet Muhammad, not supposed to be Prophet Abraham or Prophet Dawood? We have lacks of prophets. That's, how, that's what Islam said. At least we have known Prophet 25 plus people in, in Quran. Uh, I, I was confused. Why, why it's supposed to be Jesus? And I went home. And uh, this, this question was keep ringing within myself that why I should see Jesus? Why not someone else? I went home and I was uh, usually from my school. It is uh, eight to nine kilometers is my home. I used to go and cycle back. And evening I used to have my dinner, early dinner I used to have. Then I go for namaz and then go to sleep. When I was having my, my food, my mother went to the TV. I was watching TV. My mother went to the TV and she just swapped a channel. She just pressed one button. There was not a remote TV, it was a button TV. My mother pressed a button and one channel appeared. And uh, in that, um, a famous man of God, I'll say, uh, Dr. D.J.S. Dinagaran from India, he's a good evangelist who's passed away. He was talking about the love of God. I never watched any of such kind of uh, testimonies or, or, or sermons or no one approached me and said, said about Bible or Christianity. I just watched that program because I could not, I was eating. I don't want to get up and uh, change it. At the same time, I was just curious what these guys are talking about their God. Because I know what is my God. I know what is my faith. I don't believe in any idol. I don't believe in any prophet as God. I believe in true Islam. That's my, my faith, right? I just trying to watch what this guy is all talking about. When I listen, I think I'll say the Holy Spirit of God made, made me to listen. That's what I'll say. But when I listen, I understand he was talking about the love of God. I never heard in Islam or in my whole life the love of Allah. Absolutely. Never. Absolutely. For me, we know as Islam, we have triology textbook. We have Quran, we have Hadith, we have Sirah. In any one of the books, not even one single time you have not seen the love of Allah or not even Prophet Muhammad has practiced or learned or experienced about the love of Allah. I never heard about the love of Allah. I never thought about that way. For me, is as Islam, I know Islam is all about bowing to Allah or submission to Allah or slaves of Allah. That's what I know. So I'm always afraid. Today, I'm a slave of Allah in the world. Tomorrow, after I go to heaven, being a good Iman guy, I will work for 20, 30 years in, 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 in heaven. After that, Allah may say that you have to go back to hell because I'm still a slave there. Keep in mind, I'm still a slave in this world. I was still a slave in the in, in heaven. So I always have afraid and frightened that Allah will reject me in heaven, even though I be a good Muslim. Because I have not a, I don't have inheritance. In Christianity, what you say, what Christian Bible says is the Christian God says, You are my son, you are my daughter, and he says, You come back to heaven. I will give you inheritance. And you you own that. You get that rights on your own. 
but in islam it's not like that you you have to bow down you have you are a slave still you are you're probably you're getting some gift you're getting something in your in heaven in of islam as a as a as a labor as a as a salary or as a bonus you get there but after that what is what is happening you're still a slave you can't own that heaven you you, you can be bypassed to the go you can allah can say go go back to hell so for me the the the, the theme of god or about about allah it's all about master if i know what is god i always fear allah because he's master and he's the supreme uh, supreme leader we can't go against him but when i heard that this man of god was talking about love of allah love of god i never never thought in that way i was just assuming can really allah be love can the creator uh, be really love i was assuming if my creator is love can he come to this world because he loves me uh, then i think then i thought okay it is possible because allah is allah is a creator he can become a man and he can come to this world we can't stop him right it's because he's a all omnipotent omni uh, i mean he's omnipresent he can do whatever he wants a sovereign allah he can come to this world i can't say you can't come he can come if he wants but i was thinking if he's really so much lovable uh, i i was comparing to my mother because my mother she was 26 years years old when my father passed away at the age of 26 she was a widow and she took a choice not to remarry but to stay with us and to take care of us i still remember my grandparents family was telling that i will take care of kids and you go and remarry someone else but my mother rejected that opportunity she told that i will live for my kids i will live in this home as a young widow but i will not get married to anyone i was comparing with my mother if allah is the creator and if it is he is the one who created the love can he be so much lovable than my mother because my mother is with me and she knows all my pain that i was thinking can allah become man and really if he loves me will he become a man and understand all my pain it's not only understanding all my pain i was thinking if allah is so much lovable person can he give me a, a guaranteed life after knowing all my pain not in this world eternally he can can he give me a, a eternal joy eternal a promise when i was thinking about this the only one person was striking me in me was about jesus christ because i am coming from india we have seen polytheism as in hinduism we have seen different religions from buddhism we know jainism we know all the religions stories and all the epics actually not even one single time in my life i never heard that some god came to this world and died for the man and he gave him eternal salvation and give the and, and and that's the only person who jesus christ there's not even one single character i can fit in all the gods which i which i came from which i know in my in my society i was so shocked when i started thinking in this angle because this is not islam what you are thinking you are not supposed to think more than what your religion teaches i said astaghfirullah i said sorry allah forgive me and i i went to my namaz and i went to sleep again i saw jesus this dream was continuing for me from monday um, from sunday till friday almost five days i had the same dream again and again i don't know how to say is that a dream or is that a vision because it was so convincing it was so real i don't think so dream can change someone's life but what if something really it really was i saw him i i tell people i saw him whenever i saw him i was only confessing my sins because there was so much darkness i have to come i have to confess confess keep confessing keep confessing and and i was surprised that i'm i'm doing this thing at night time at morning time i'm doing my namaz i'm reading my quran and i'm going to jamaat i'm doing all this thing then one fine day what happened i told my mother um i saw in a local tv there is a meeting uh, a christian meeting is happening in a public in a public uh, centenary hall in my city i want i just i was curious to know about him because i i like i like to know about him i like to really know about prophet jesus as a muslim actually not as a christian keep in mind as a muslim i like to know about prophet jesus then i told my mother that i am going to this meeting on sunday uh, morning uh, so and, and she told that she will come with me actually my mother was afraid that i will go and commit suicide this week again because last sunday i told i am going to play in the playground and i went to commit suicide my mother was thinking that i am still depressed and i am trying to commit suicide so i am trying to plan something else my mother said i will also come with you wherever you go if you are going out of this home i'll come with you 
And I said, you come, no problem, we'll go together. When me and my mother went to the meeting, it's, a, it's almost 1,000 people were in the gathering. And the, the, the pastor was praying and he was uh, sermon coming. He was doing some sermon. By the time we went, they were, they were all standing and praying. I mean, almost the, the session was end, actually, by the time we went. It was too late, we went. When we were going inside and stood there, and he was all, they were all standing and praying, the, the pastor standing very far from me, almost 1,000 people were, it's a big gathering, actually. He was very far from me. He said, there is a Muslim family God has brought to this place. God going to pluck him from different garden and put in his own garden. And he will bear fruit and he will multiply and plant more garden. The moment he said about this thing, the mother asked me, did you tell that we are coming to this place? I said, I have no clue who this person is all about. I've never seen him actually. The mother said, I'm afraid. Can you go home? I said, we'll go home because we, I'm also afraid. Uh, being a Sunni Muslim, I, the, the, the faith where we came from, we don't believe on, um, on prophecy, truth telling. We don't go to Darha. We don't go. We don't worship dead, dead prophets in our uh, faith. We only go to Quran, Mass. That's it. I was afraid when he said this thing. My mother was afraid. Uh, we both went to the home. <laughs> we went to home back actually. And that day evening, I was sitting in my garden and I said, first time to him. I, I felt like talking to Jesus actually, because I went to the meeting to learn about Jesus, but I could not know anything about him. And I, I that day evening, first time, I told to Jesus sitting in the garden. Uh, Jesus, I know you are true. I saw you and something is happening within me. I was depressed. I was possessed. I was, I was empty for three, four months. But right now, something is happening. You're coming every day. It's not one day. I saw you for the last five days. I asked him, how should I follow you? I, I asked this question, being a Muslim, what I was thinking, that he will show me some reference in Quran. And I thought, I'll profess my faith being a Muslim. I thought I'll talk about Jesus also. Like today you can see a lot of Muslims say Jesus is uh, Muslim. Jesus is prophet. We love Jesus. That was the same thing I was thinking in my mind. I thought, okay, I will follow you as Quran. And I will, I will also talk about you. When I said this thing to Jesus first time, I saw a vision. My eyes is open. I'm seeing my trees. At the same time, I can see Jesus. I don't know how to explain this. I saw him and I saw in his hand holy bible it is written holy bible with the cross and it's written holy bible and i understand he is asking me to take the bible being a muslim and studying in india i studied close to eight to nine schools i studied actually i studied in multiple schools because my mother used to shift her job from different city every time um, and so the home we were keep shifting i in, in in few schools where i studied they used to give gideon's bible I mean, in India, we don't, as a culture, we don't, we don't um, uh, irrespect the paper. Basically, we don't stamp on the books. We just keep like this as a respect we do. It's Indian culture. We don't throw in the fire as Indian culture. So when the Bible they gave me, I used to keep in my rack in my home every time. Whenever I had almost um, nine, eight Bibles, actually, a blue color Bible, red color Bible. Every time when I study in different Christian school, they have given me. I understand Jesus is asking me to open the Bible. I ran back to my home. I took the Bible. I came out, I opened it, I saw the words which I saw last week that your sorrows will turn to joy. The same, the, the moment I opened, I opened the same verse, your sorrows will turn to joy. I understand that that time Jesus is asking me to read the Bible. I told him at the same time, Jesus, no matter what, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you as what this Bible says. The moment I said, my eyes was completely tears my heart was broken because from childhood I'm, i don't cry much much easier because of my father's death you can see any family who has met the death in the family the, the, the children become more stronger in heart they become more violent they become more aggressive they are so much upset all the time i was the same guy but when i said this thing to jesus that i'm going to follow you no matter what by reading this bible my heart was broken my eyes was full of tears I committed my life to Jesus the same evening, my life to Jesus actually. I have no clue what I was searching being a Muslim. I was searching something else and I don't know what I'm searching even. But that day I know that I was searching him and he is my only answer. I just know that time that I know. I have people used to think, I, I go like mad for my faith. I have no clue what I, why I'm doing what I'm doing. But that day I know I was just seeking him and he came to me and he revealed my whole life has changed.
This is how I became a Christian, actually. My mother came and asked me after a week, uh, what, ha why, what happened, Ajash? Why you are changed? I asked my mother, what is the change you see in me? My mother asked me, what is the change you see? I mean, I, I, my mother said, I, I'm seeing that you're always crying. You're always in tears. I see you from kitchen that you are going to the garden and you're talking, you're going to the garden and talking. My mother noticed me. I said, my mother, everything, what has happened? My mother said, I will follow Jesus the same day she followed Jesus. The only reason my mother followed was she knew that I was searching something from childhood and I was mad for searching for that. And she knew that and she understood. I told my mother, Jesus is the one who gave me my life back. And mother said, my child life was given by Jesus, then I will follow him. And mother knew that I found the truth. And me and my mother started uh, practicing. I mean, I'll say uh, going, we, we, we have become a secret Christians. We don't know what is Christianity all about. But we used to watch that uh, program, TV program, every day, 7 o'clock, uh, Dr. DJS Dhanaharan. Uh, he's a famous evangelist from Jesus Calls Ministry. Uh, he used to talk about the love of God. I used to watch all his sermons. Um, during the secret times, so because we can't go anywhere, my life started changing, changing. Then after four, four years later, my grandparents at the age of 79, 81, they took water baptism. And six years later, my sister came to the Lord and the whole family is in Christ. And we're all saved by, by the grace of um, Jesus Christ. That's how Jesus changed my life. Muhammad, that's what a powerful, powerful testimony. I really appreciate you sharing this with us. I am so glad. This Praise is God. powerful. Praise the Lord. God Praise is God. real. Jesus is real. He's in yeah. the business of saving souls, yeah. including the Muslims. That is a yeah. powerful testimony. But you, you mentioned some things that I uh, would love to repeat because it's definitely worth repeating. One of them is that you said that when you started seeking Allah more and yeah. commit to your faith more yeah. in Islam and going after the um, Islamic prayer and doing yeah. it instead of five times a day, 30 times a day, when you yeah. did that more and more, you felt emptier. You're right. You felt drier. You felt further from God. Is yeah. it? And then when when you devoted your time, your life to Islam, like to be an extra Muslim, to seek Allah even more, that caused actually depression. You're right. And you yeah. had de demonic voices telling you to take your life. You take your life, commit yeah. suicide. And you heard him audibly. Is that correct? You're right. Yes. It was very audible. It was like a snake coming and hissing in your ear. That's how I felt every time. It, I was very uncomfortable when I felt that. As I, as, as you, as you reminded the, about this, in Islam, the, the main thing is in Christianity. What Christians do when you are so joyful, you worship, and you feel more faithful, you go and share your testimony. You have an action to do to express what you feel. You can shout, you can dream, and you can dance, you can you can sing, you can show expression about your love to God. But in Islam, it's all about religion and tradition. No matter what you like or you don't like, you have to do five times namaz. You have to do. Uh, you have to. You have to. You have to first of all declare your oath as a first kalima, and then you have to do uh, fasting in the month of Ramadan, and you have to do zakat when you have uh, so much of money to help the Muslims. Then you will go to Hajj. You have a period of things to do. But what happened is right now, being a guy, I'm more focused on namaz because that is the only thing I can do. And I was an activist, so I used to go to different jamaats and talk about Islam. The more I want to show my, my loyalty to Allah, the more I want to show my love to Allah, the more this is the only platform every Muslim can do. They, they can only namaz they can do. There is nothing else you can do actually. And the one, one more funny thing is, uh, I mean, I'll not say funny thing. Being a Muslim, I always seen, I used to pray to Allah. We say dua, please help us, please help us, please help, please help us. But I never felt something is coming back in return to me. I never felt. But you know what? When I said to Jesus on that day evening that I want to follow you, he spoke to me that I will be with you. I I never see. It's a, see, I always ask every every this question to every Muslim, every everyone who is following God. Why do you pray in heart? Why do you ask something to God? Because you need to speak back, right? That's why you ask God, correct? I never. No one spoke back to me. 
but this is the one god who spoke back to me and he's the because he's not an idol to be mute and he he's not a stone he he spoke back to me i always say every muslim you ask god and he will speak back to you what do you expect you, you expect that god should not speak back to you he will speak back to you i was so happy that bible also says bible said that he will talk to us through dreams and visions i was i was reclarified again by the bible that god will speak through dreams and visions because even sometimes christians said no you can't believe in dreams i said then how you how do you think my faith came in when when people say then no no dreams you should not believe then i said then how, how i came i came only through the dreams and visions actually i say you can you can't say no because you never experienced god is a spirit man is in spirit i ask god everything in spirit he responds back in spirit it's all about how sensitive i am to listen back to him i was in need i was exhausted i was dry following my faith and only he was able to fill me up and today i, I don't feel empty i feel like i'm i'm overwhelmed that's why i want to share no matter what the risk i had the issues we face i think i know the same with you faridi you are i know you are not in a comfort zone you are in a lime, limelight of every muslims who is watching you i'm talking about the bad muslims who want to eradicate you out of the world everyone is watching you but still because you are filled with the holy spirit of god you do all these ministries uh, today i feel the same thing today i am also filled with that that's why we risk our life and we tell the truth to the people and become a light to the world and salt to the earth amen that is powerful folks i just want you to hear him well because he mentioned something really powerful I remember, uh, Muhammad, when I practice Islam, you know, we are Shia Muslims. So we, yeah. um, when, when, when you went to your Imam, when you went to the uh, Sheikh of the mosque and you asked him, what do I need to do more? What he mm. said, he just, just keep doing what you're doing. Just yeah. do more prayers. Just repeat these repetition prayers that you don't even understand it because you don't sure. speak Arabic, but keep doing it because that's yeah. how much he knows. He's been yeah. doing it. Yeah. And then you're doing it, and then you more the more you did it, it caused depression, suicidal thoughts, yeah. and emptier and drier than ever. That's yeah. how I felt, uh, Muhammad. When I was uh, a Shia practicing Muslim, mm -hmm. uh, they they told us after all the um, namaz and the salat and the duas and this and that, all the nights that we stayed up praying to Allah, there is nothing mm -hmm. coming back. So then, like the prophets of Baal. Mm -hmm. when um, they faced Elijah, yeah, we have the self-flagellation. We cut ourselves, we beat ourselves, and yeah. we cry out. We're shedding our, our own blood in order to yeah. hear God, but nothing is out there. And Elijah started mocking them. You're right, you're right. Is, mm -hmm. is your God out for a walk? Is he, <laughs> is he taking a dump? You know, it was, yeah. it is, that's, that's Islam. And then that's the true. deeper you go in Islam, yeah. the darker, the more mm. depressed, the mm. emptier it becomes. So yeah. you become more suicidal because of the depression. And then yeah. you go to the same people that they ha didn't have any answer in the first place. You go to yeah. the Imam of the mosque, you tell him, yeah. Hazrat, you tell him this, Shaykh, you know better than me, help me out. And then the yeah. guy spits in a, in a water and, mm. and, and tells uh, Shaitan or, or Satan to go away. Yeah. And then gives you to drink and that's his best solution and yeah. that didn't help correct you're right you're that right didn't help. it wasn't helping you so yes. then you go under under this tree and then you see in your mother tongue mm. a verse that you haven't read before that god yes. is going to turn your sorrows to joy yes yes and then right. from that moment on something was changed even though Mm. You didn't, uh, you hated the Christians, even that you didn't like Christ or Christians or any of that. Yeah. But even with that, with the wall you build around yourself, when we, when yet we were enemies, God was reaching out, was pursu uh, pursuing you. Wasn't Man, that the praise. truth? Very true. Very true. The Lord Jesus Christ was, was tur turning an enemy to a friend. That That's is true. awesome. What a powerful testimony, brother. What a powerful testimony. I'm so glad you yeah. took the time and reached out. And folks, um, Muhammad was introduced to me from a fr uh, friend that was watching one of these shows. And they said, oh, I know an ex-Muslim can come to on this channel and, sh and share his testimony. So if you know somebody, connect, connect them to us. 
Yeah. Let us share their testimony with the world. Let us let us people hear the truth about Islam and about Christianity. Because the only hope, you, you, you understand it better than anyone, Muhammad, that the only hope is in Christ and You're the right. resurrection of Christ. There is no. no other hope in this world. Very true. Also, I just want to, uh, sorry to interrupt. I just want please. to add a historical sure, thing. Please. Yeah. Also, I want to say one thing. It's not only me, I say it. When Prophet Muhammad, when he was first encountered in, in the Hira cave, when the angel Jibreel met him, or they will say the spirit met him, you know what? He was supposed to commit suicide and he was trying to commit suicide for three years. See, the, 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 the first time when the spirit appeared to him and say, you recite this, you recite this three times, it was trying to shake him out. He was trying to commit suicide. He went to the mountain top to commit suicide. Actually, you can see the, the prophet's wife, Khatija, she was worried that husband is trying to commit suicide. And then the Khatija's relative, he's the one, he said that, okay, you are being uh, met by angel Gabriel. So this is what, this is how it started the, the prophet's life. I want to remind everyone the same thing. It's not only Prophet Muhammad went to this suicidal thought because that spirit will always lead you to suicidal thought. Every Muslims, I'll say, if you are more closer to this, this is how it will go. I think the more closer you try to become you're following something which is non, not God. This is the this is what you end up in actually in suicidal thoughts. I'm so thankful that um, God changed my life. I was a more depressed guy, more the kind of inferior complex guy. Uh, today, I'm, I'm 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 God made me to stand like a man. He made me bold, and uh, today I'm sharing my testimony. I'll say it's all grace of God. Till my father, everyone went to hell. Me and my daughter and my son saved. I feel that's the most gracious thing. I can ever imagine all about it. Imagine for how many generations of our parents have went to hell. From descendants all went to hell. They just born to hell. That's it. I'll say all my descendants, they came from, from wherever they came from. They all born to hell. And just I was, I, me and my kids, uh, just in a fraction of a second, saved from that kind of a hell life. I should be, we should, we should be thankful for that. We should be yeah. thankful for eternity, Muhammad. You, eternity. Bro you broke the chain. Yeah. Of yeah. ignorance in your family, yeah. you're was right. getting fourteen hundred years, yes, one thousand yes. four hundred years of Islam coming yes. down, forced down the throat of your people, yes. such as my people. Yeah, yeah, Islam didn't come with a good message that if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. None of that. Islam yes. said came with a sword. Said if you do not submit, you do not yes. surrender, you do not become Muslim. You would yeah. talk your head off and they yes. forced down the throat yes, of the first right. generation Islam and came down 14 centuries later. And then you finally broke out that that uh, uh, chain link. Yeah, you broke yeah. it. And You're that's right. the mercy and the goodness of God. And now it continues. It's the, the destiny of your family has changed. Yeah. The destiny of your uh, uh, kids yeah. and yeah. their generation. That's what a yeah. powerful testimony. Thank you, Jesus, for reaching out and saving us. Yes, Muhammad. What do you do now? What kind of what kind of a ministry do you do? Um, do you see any Muslims coming to faith? Oh, wow, there are numerous Muslims coming to faith. That's a great part. Like you said, you are coming from Shia. Uh, I'm coming from Sunni. We are maximum right <laughs> among the population, and we are coming maximum too. Actually, India, you will find every city at least ten Muslim converts. Actually, every city I'm talking about. We had a gathering a few years back, almost some 500 Muslim converts came for that gathering. Many Muslim converts, they are they're renouncing their faith because they're educated. They know what is rationalism. They know what is logical when they read. And many youngsters are leaving, leaving Islam. In, I'm talking about India, Bangladesh, and, and uh, Sri Lanka. Many leaving the faith and accepting Christ. Few are secret. A few are coming up to the public ground and they're doing it. I used to work with Muslims one-to-one -one. whenever any muslim wants to talk with me i used to have a one-to-one -one dialogue with them try to help them out more like that i do that as a ministry also i educate churches i educate the bible college whenever i get whenever i was in I'm, wherever i'm invited i'll go and teach them about the basics of islam to know their faith uh, know their culture know their uh, allah more, more their uh, know their quran i teach about what is islam as a basic ground then I go and share my testimony wherever I'm invited in, in, in schools, in colleges, in Christian schools. I'm talking about also on the churches. 
also like in the YouTube channel. I'm so uh, thankful to you that you invited me and um, you gave me an opportunity to talk. I, I also went to Jerusalem actually. I remember 2019, it was a big conference. Uh, I, I went to and shared testimony among all the person gathering were there in that meeting from all the country. I think that's a privilege. I feel actually it's a grace, I will say, how God changed my life. So I started telling everyone that how God changed my life. Because I have seen in, in recent times, because of the debaters, a lot of Christians became confused and uh, um, and they, they thought, okay, Islam is an Abrahamic religion. I tell them never, don't believe at all. Never. And Christianity is an Abrahamic religion. But Islam is never a consummation of Judaism and Christianity. It, is, it never followed. I say it is something op opposite to that, what we believe. So I tell people, I tell educate people telling that if you are really want to follow Abrahamic faith, then you have to really know who is Abrahamic God. The God of Abraham was so of a friend, so of a lovable, so of a genuine integrity person. And he's more like strict and good and nice. He's not someone who's fanatic. I told him that is not at all Abraham religion. So I, I used to do all this um, ministry. Uh, and I also, I'm working, I'm working. So I, whenever I get time, I do all these ministries. I help people and try to respond to them in whatever the way I can help them. That is wonderful. And um, just to uh, reiterate your point, Islam yeah. is not an Abrahamic faith. Yeah. Islam Never. is an anti-Abrahamic faith. Everything no. that no. Abraham worked for, yeah. Everything that Abraham believed for, yeah. which was his seed, Isaac yeah. and Jacob, yes. and then the 12 tribes of yes. the, uh, Israel, uh, the Israel, the, uh, yes. the, Jew, the Jews, which yes. all of that to be coming to Christ, the seed, yes. Yes. all of that has been denied by mm. Islam. So it, Islam cannot be Abrahamic because the son yes. of promise is Ishmael, not yes. Isaac. And when Abraham, when God oh, told Isaac, Abraham, what was that? No, it, it was Isaac, not Ishmael. <laughs> you uh, said yeah. other way. Okay, so yeah. let me correct it then. So Islam denies that the son of promise is Isaac. It says it's Ishmael. But the Bible says mm -hmm. when God told Abraham to, took, to take your son to sacrifice him mm -hmm. on the mount, on the mm. mountain, he told him to take Isaac, your only son. You're right. Mm. And, and Islam has come along and completely perverted, twisted that, that it wasn't Isaac, it was Ishmael. Yes. Because yes. it is an anti-Abrahamic faith. And we know that yeah. Jesus is, is mm. from that lineage, from Isaac, yes. from Jacob, not from Ishmael. So. Yes. And then I can go in a lot other better um, uh, points in regard to how anti-Abrahamic Islam is, such as, yes. for example, um, the other thing that is very, very important, the way Allah introduces himself in comparison how Yahweh introduces yes. himself in the Bible. Just as you said, there is no place mentioned that Allah is love because You're he's wrong. not. Yes, yes. But the names of Allah, as you know, Muhammad, his name is the names what we, we grow up repeating. His name mm. is Mutakabber, means mm. he's arrogant. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 3, verse uh, 54. Allah is the great deceiver. Khairul mm. Makarin, the chief mm. of the deceiver. And then when it comes to, uh, he is the Mozel, means the mm. humiliator. Allah mm. is the humiliator, yeah. humiliates yeah. people. And Allah yeah. le leads people astray. So, Allah cannot be Yahweh, and Yahweh yeah. cannot be Allah. They are two completely different gods. Therefore, Islam cannot be. Maybe Muslims, yes, they could claim that they are the children of Ishmael, but their religion, Islam, is an anti-Abrahamic faith. But Muhammad, so you told me that you know a bunch of ex-Muslims that they're out yeah. there that they might be interested to be on this channel. So yes. uh, should I uh, keep you to that word and? Uh, yeah. That yes, great. because yeah, soon, soon time you, I'll, uh, you will see a lot of Sunni Muslims coming and filling this platform. So <laughs> we can make sure I, everyone is coming and sharing their faith. Yeah, brother, I had a Sunni Muslim from Afghanistan that uh -huh. went to Mecca six times. He was wow. Haji six times and has came to faith. And he's doing a great job sharing the gospel in Afghanistan. I have a Saudi brother. 
Wow, the Saudi Muslim well. Sunni men that came to faith in Christ. So they're coming. They're yeah. out there. Yeah. And this is their channel. This is their program. Forsaking yeah. my father's religion. Folks, this is why I wrote this book. Forsaking my father's religion. We're leaving Islam because it's our father's religion. It's mm -hmm. not ours. God doesn't yeah. have grand grandkids. He doesn't. You have to come and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I'm just going to share this, Muhammad. Uh, I just want to tell you how much I'm appreciative of your testimony and God, what God has done in your life. You're truly a trophy of God's grace. You're Praise really... God. Thank you, Jesus, for saving thank Muhammad. You. And I believe that God is going to... It has been, but is going to use you in a greater measure to bring the gospel to a lot of Muslims in South Praise India and a lot other places. God is going to extend your tent, brother. This is going to be awesome. And I'm going to be here waiting for him to interview them, believe it or not. Sure. sure. <laughs> That's God awesome. So, folks, nice. um, um, Muhammad, if, if people want to get a hold of you, if you yeah. want them to be in contact with you, where do they need to go? Uh, can they find you on uh, Facebook, Instagram, any other places? Or um, Okay. Uh, I have a Facebook page, um, Muhammad Ajash. Or uh, uh, I have LinkedIn also. I'm not in Instagram, and uh, I'm in YouTube. I have a channel called MGP Ministries, which says MGP Ministries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I post a lot of videos in Tamil language. I'm starting in English very soon, so uh, they can awesome. connect with me. Yeah, yeah. Please, please do English, Tamil, whatever language, or do whatever language you speak. Start yeah. the channel. Start sharing the gospel because yeah. this is such an important time and i believe with all of my heart that yeah yeah we're seeing something really unique muhammad in our time that there are two muhammad yeah. one shia <laughs> one sunni that they used to hate one another that's true we say that uh we uh, in in the shia mm -hmm. um sect of islam we believe that if you kill six sunni muslim your mm. place is guaranteed in paradise of allah mm -mm -mm. So, and I know that Sunnis uh, believe similar thing. We used yeah. to be enemies. Yeah. yeah but God, true. through the Lord Jesus Christ, has Amen. turned enemies to friends and ministers Amen. for Amen. Him. Isn't that beautiful, folks? Praise God. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, keep in touch, folks. Thank you so much for watching. This is the best show on the planet Earth. You come here, <laughs> the test, powerful testimonies of for, former Muslims. From all sorts of uh, places, countries, nations, backgrounds, Sunnis, Shias, Ahmadiyyas, Sufis, we get them. They're here. This is the best show. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this with a lot of people. Until next, God bless you and you have a wonderful, wonderful